Hello, and welcome to Divisive Issues, the comic book podcast that's going to start in a minute, I promise. This is Ryan, with a special announcement. Sly and I, and previous co-host Joe, are doing a couple conventions this month, and I just want to let everybody know if anybody wants to come by and hang out with us. June 16th and 17th, that's this weekend, Joe and Sly are doing Eternal Con at Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, New York, on Long Island, and I will almost certainly be there the Saturday. Sly will be there earlier in the Sunday. And come hang out with us. I have some books I'm trying to find, so I can't tell you exactly when I'll be at the table. But I will definitely be there, and so will Sly, and we have a cool new banner to show off. We got some business cards, and just come talk to us. And the following weekend, the weekend of the 23rd and the 24th, I will be at CradleCon with Joe, and I think Sly's going to show up to that one too. And that is at the Cradle of Aviation Museum in Garden City, New York, also on Long Island. And I will be there both days, the Saturday and the Sunday, and pretty much all the same stuff I said before, copy-paste into this one. So that's this weekend at Eternal Con in Uniondale, and next weekend at Cradle Con in Garden City. And it's going to be awesome, so come hang out with us. See you there. Bye. Look, what's that? Up in the sky? Welcome to Divisive Issues, the foul mouth spoiler for comic book podcast where we talk about comic books, comic book history, and, and other weird stuff. I'm Sly. I'm Ryan. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. Why? Why did we do this? <laughs> because Stanley's great. <laughs> the bigger question is why Stanley did this. So I don't know. I I, I would have like commissioned Stanley to do this. This is an interesting idea. Oh no, it's not. It uh, is an interesting idea. Conception. What if I told you guys I liked these comics? <laughs> are you Are you lying? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so we are going to do three Just Imagine Stanley issues. What's Just Imagine? All right, so I, I have no idea why they did this. In the 2000s, they got Stanley to uh, recreate a bunch of the DC flagship heroes, like Stanley's version of Superman, Stanley's version of Batman, Stanley's version of Wonder Woman. And it's going to be like, wow, Stanley's the Marvel guy. It's crazy, mind-blowing. This is going to be nuts. And then it was shit, and no one liked it, and now we're doing it. <laughs> Well, I was gonna say it's a cool idea because it's sort of like like what if Nintendo did a Sonic game? It's like it, mm. I think it's worthy of existing just because it's such like a wild execution premise. No, but it doesn't do anything wild <laughs> with the premise. I don't think it. Really, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, this, this no, is, but I mean, like, if I was DC, I get what Daryl's saying. Like, if I was DC and Stanley was like, "Hey, I would do this. I would jump at this chance." I would get why DC. I, I would get why DC would find it. I because I, I I remember when this was on the on the racks and this caught my attention. Because it looks more different than it actually is. Like when you actually read it, <laughs> yeah. it's so fucking pointless that the changes he makes. Some of them, some some of them are pretty different. Yeah, like the Wonder Woman stuff is different. It's just like if we talk about Nintendo doing um, a Sonic, Sonic, and it was just a Sonic game. That's kind of what it feels like. That's to me. <laughs> Which is where they wait a second. You're like the guy that really likes like darker reimaginings of like old comics but like you couldn't get into this like stan lee's reimagining no 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 i like ambition this is the least ambitious shit i've ever seen in my life this is fucking (laughs) boring ass shit cookie cutter (laughs) superior garbage i fucking hate it let's go wow i don't know sly i don't know what it is about you but i was like this is so boring and then when you said that my immediate thought was actually i think it's kind of interesting (laughs) (laughs) i don't see that that holds up like 
Yeah, what does it say? Does it say about him or you? I, no, I'm saying, like, I feel like when Sly says this, I'm just like, I want to disagree so bad. <laughs> yeah, that, that, oh. that, that, but, what does it say about you, though? No, but, what does it say about you guys that, that you guys like boring shit? I thought <laughs> I thought this was pretty boring when I was reading. I thought it was boring, too. I... I I like didn't hate it like a lot of the stuff we read, but I I like the, the it's like the writing is kind of bad and Phil, I want to say this is the first time I agree I agree with your idea that a comic should not exist. These comics should not exist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so everything else we've read so far should exist. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of, even the worst things they at least uh, uh, I, I can see the audience for them in some way. I can see some people being having lives enriched by them. These do enrich no one's life. These are fucking politicians. So, so, so someone, so someone reads the boys and they're like, "My life is enriched." This, this, this audience for the boys. There's a, there's a target audience for the boys. People hate superheroes and want to see. Yeah, but that that doesn't make it good if there's a target. Like there's a target audience of like sociopaths. No, but the question isn't whether it's good, whether you like it, whether that. The question is whether it deserves to exist. And I'm I'm very open to the idea. I don't think these books should exist. There's no point. To okay, so first, let's talk about Superman. This is written by Stan Lee with art by John Buscema. Now, the three ones we're doing, we're doing Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. We just mentioned that uh, all, all these books, they were made of like the top uh, comic yes. talent. Buscema was one of Stan Lee's biggest artists in the 60s. And we'll get to Jim Lee, who does Wonder Woman. Oh, so he was an old artist. Because I was going to say, like, looking through the comic, it didn't feel quite like old art to me. It wasn't evoking that style enough. It might just be the colors. I think it's the coloring and the inking. The, uh, the, yeah. like, John Buscema drawed like this in the, in the past. I think the coloring okay. makes it look different. Uh, Jim Lee, if you know X-Men, uh, all the X-Men you know from the Nice cartoon, that's Jim Lee's uh, X-Men pretty much. Mm-hmm. And who's a third artist? Joe Kubert, and he was like the definitive, like golden age, like war book artist. So he like defined like the military, like proto GI Joe kind of style. Mm. I, I think I liked his art the most. I did too. Me too. I, I'll, I'll give the pitch. I wrote it down. Alien Superman is seeking revenge for dead wife on Earth, and he becomes famous by joining the circus. That's the pitch. Yeah, that's pretty much. It. <laughs> yeah, that that is pretty much it. <laughs> So he's on another planet, and he's part of like this like police group, the Lawbringers. But they keep he talks to his wife, and he's like, "You know, I am the weakest of my group, and I am uh, sad about it. I am not genetically altered." And then he gets to the crime scene, and they're like, "Hey, you are not genetically altered. Stay behind us." I like the scene before this when she's like, "Our lives are so perfect," and he's like, "No, I have to work out my big muscles." And she's like, "I wish you would just pay attention." And he's like, "No, I must have bigger muscles. I am genetically inferior." <laughs> and this is yeah. where uh, I I will back up Daryl's hatred of Stanley's writing. Because he's like, you, uh, honey, you know I'm doing this. You know there's a lot of brings the star. You know I'm the biggest one. Like, all this exposition stuff. And she just says, honey, I only remember how much I love you. That's all I know. She, her, <laughs> her character is so whatever. And also, just to clarify, I didn't like the writing at all in this story. The other two stories weren't as bad. Because this one was yeah. purposely going for, like, actual, like, 60s superhero This was definitely my least favorite. Of yeah, the, the writing in this one is, is almost, un- un- like, unreadable. Like... Guys call each other slime balls all the time and scum. Yeah. Stanley can't fucking write like space characters most of the time. Like, yeah, yeah. Except the Silver Surfer. That's what I have to say. That. And it's like funny. Like he calls like the he calls like the terrorists or whatever. Like he's like, hey, space assholes. Like, why would he call them space assholes? He's he's the guy on the planet. Like to us, they're like yeah. aliens, but to them, they're not. Be like us right? calling thieves space assholes. I mean, just, like, just they say like these these words, and there's lots of violence in this comic, but it feels like a '60s comic, and I'm, that's, mm-hmm. that's what makes it also especially shitty to me. It's like it's not even totally consistent. Like if it was just a goofy, fun comic, it would be yeah. okay. It's just, it just doesn't know. It's try. It has a '60s comic feel, but it's not fun really. And yeah. it's yeah. too like modern, and they reference like other things, like they reference Nintendo. I'm like, I don't know if like I'm, I'm buying into this world. 
yeah. Yeah. And so so he he proves his metal, even though he's not genetically altered. Great. He fights some like terrorists. And then uh, we cut to this assholes. prison. He calls him space scum. <laughs> it's like you, you call it everyone you know Earth scum, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, but no, he would. Yeah. He would. That's like us calling them space scum. Yeah. It is. I made that joke. <laughs> I know, but yeah, it is definitely like that. <laughs> it is definitely like that. Um, so we then we cut to this prison, and this guy named Gorok is getting into a fight, and he ends up like killing one of the guards. But we should mention that th- th- like this guy uh, Gorok, what the fuck his name is, he has a. Uh, he has a beef against fucking the Superman of this world. Because he put him in jail, I think. This, this I think, was one of the weirdest things for me reading the Imagine series. Is As far as I know, everyone that Stanley chooses as a villain is an original character, do not steal. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, what? Like, you're going to reimagine Superman. You're going to include like a love interest, Lois Lane. And then the villain's going to be completely new. And not even that, <laughs> but the villain's super boring and super dumb he's a a big like neanderthal like bald man that talks in third person actually i think all of these villains talk in third person at some point they do we should also clarify real quickly that the way superman looks uh arbitrarily people some people look like they're regular characters and some people arbitrarily look like different characters and some people have the same names some people arbitrarily have different names like superman Mm -hmm. has a different name i forget what it is no he's clark kent but he becomes clark kent but okay okay he's not kal-el and he's also blogged (laughs) for no reason too. His name's like Slimo or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Saldar? But, but they Sol- asked Solden. him, at one point, I'm just going to skip a little bit ahead. At one point, someone asked him, what's his name? And he fucking does the old Brady Bunch gag where he looks at a truck that's like Clark trucking and Kent Street. And he's like, Clark Kent. That's yes. That's literally what Get happens. He is not joking him. or exaggerating. Like a fucking joke in Family Guy. Family Guy made this joke, that joke about Peter Griffin uh, seeing P, uh, P and a person crying and making his own name he made that joke like the year before this was made probably so yeah but like that's also like a brady bunch thing where it's yeah. like mm. peter glass or whatever the fucking jan's boyfriend's mm. name was i don't know i don't remember the lore but my point is that they're already parodies by the times comic was out the idea but, oh yeah. yeah yeah yeah. and i do want to say that like it is i think all the villains do say something to this effect like no prison can hold gundor gora <laughs> yeah like they all say that like third person like fucking i'm introducing who i am i am strong <laughs> And so he beats up a guard, takes his flying harness, Shoulder and flies away. Pads yeah. that allow him to fly, which Superman has too, and then it breaks when he gets to Earth, but he's still able to fly. <laughs> yeah. I th- Another reason why this comic sucks, by the way, is there's nothing interesting about this fucking universe, and they barely spend any time on it. Hey! Well- Flying shoulder pads? That's pretty <laughs> that's, unique. Okay. I, mean, I feel like I feel like this. This is an excuse to get the fucking cape in there, but whatever. But I mean, like, the fucking world looks like fucking. What's that place in Star Trek? Uh, Star Wars? I forget what it's called. The, the main place in Attack of the Clones. Crest Coruscant. Crescent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, just, it looks exactly like Coruscant. And like they, they mentioned the f- that he's a fucking uh, Superman's the only one without genetic alteration, but it never comes into play. He just, he just shows up and he's like, "I'm the only human person here." And everyone's like, "Get away from me, you fucking weakling!" And he shows them all up, and that's all you get. That subplot. The there's yeah. there's a lot yeah. in this comic that it's really weird for being a one-off. That Stanley like he wants to go in this direction, but only briefly. So um, Gorak goes to try to find Seldom <laughs> or whatever Superman, and because he threw him in jail. And he finds his wife there. And it's like this weird thing where he, he ties... He, they spend time tying her up and saying, I'm waiting for Saladin. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, no, there are sirens. I have to get revenge. So he ties her... They waste pages 
like like very valuable pages tying her up and then killing her like okay <laughs> yeah like why not just kill her yeah he doesn't come in and kill her also she her clothes <laughs> change very dramatically at first she seems like an old like 60s character in a green regal dress and then she becomes like this 80s like it's 80s character clubber yeah with like skin tight green pants and black boots and like a she, those are her pajamas she changes when she gets and, up and, and like she only shows up for like three pages and every single line that relates to her husband saying i hope everyone's okay i can't help yeah, about my husband i love husband. him he's and so she, great. Yeah, this is it's the bechtel test and then she gets fridged yeah yeah, yeah. um so then she, yeah he leaves a note on her saying something to remember me by it. and <laughs> Superman or Selden comes home. Also, he has two S Superman S's on his chest. I guess for Selden, his name is that is that a thing? Problematic. So he just has S for his name on his chest, and he goes, "Lyella is dead. Gora killed her because of me." It's like oh, we we know. Like you, he yeah. literally Stanley writes everything out in words. I lost the it's one so who boring. meant more to me than anything else in the world, and then that's all the time he spends mourning. The rest of the comic is revenge. <laughs> So Gorok runs. Oh, they say in the in the very beginning that they their their society has finally invented um like a like a, a space travel ship that can actually go to other galaxies because it like warps or whatever. Yeah. So like they it's like this civilization just invented like warp technology and Gorok of course he's like I'm gonna go steal that warp ship and somehow this one guy like kills all the guards. I, and I love steals how he gets in there and he's like I'm gonna steal this warp ship for two. Hmm. Who's <laughs> gonna be the passenger? <laughs> by the way, I, as Gorok is taking over the fucking thing. Uh, like Superman shows up and he's like, "Where is he? Where's Gorak? Talk!" And one guy's like, "Calm down." Uh, he's just taking over the space time. Ben, it's okay. Relax. You guys are in control. He's killing all of us. But it's okay, dude. I also don't understand like how it, it, he's just Gorak's just a guy, right? Yeah, he's just like a guy. A he never like, powers. like, how does he, he do might all be this? Genetically thing? engineered? I don't know. But there's an army. But so an are army the cops. Genetically engineered guy, and the only guy who stands to him is the non-genetically engineered guy. This fucking Superman guy. It's a metaphor for what I don't know, but <laughs> Gorok's on the ship and he's like, "I'm flying away," and then he sees Superman and Selden coming, and he's like, "I'll just wait and open the door for him." <laughs> so, <laughs> literally, no, literally. he has he has a master plan. It's to take. I'm not exaggerating. Like, yeah, it's so... he wants to kill him before he leaves. Like, I want to kill you before you yeah. fly off. So he lets Selden on the ship, and he's like, oh, "I'm gonna kill you for what you did." And then he's like, "Take off time," and he's like, "You're not trapped in." <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> okay, so, now, so yeah, so uh, Superman's not trapped in, and he starts to keep flying around the ship. <laughs> this is the first of three times he wakes up and is going to die. <laughs> yeah, and he. What's so crazy here is like Gorok, like apparently lets him get knocked out by the takeoff, mm-hmm. just sits next to him so close with a gun to him that he can get kicked in the face, <laughs> yeah. and gets kicked in the face, and then they like have this battle. Uh, as the ship is crashing, it's heading towards Earth and it's about to crash into Earth. I don't know why. I don't remember why. The whole point it's because that. Gorok thinks. No, I'm confusing it with the Wonder Woman. That's <laughs> like, yeah, it's more he, fun he, to crash he, the ship than to pilot it. But no, no, he just crashes it uh, accidentally, yeah. and and then and then Superman gets knocked out again. And then he wakes up in the ship's underwater, and he's like, well, now the water, like, I can't get out because the water pressure will keep me in. But then he tries, and the door opens, and he's like, I shouldn't be able to do this. And they spend the next three pages being like, I shouldn't be able to swim this fast. Yeah. I swam like a torpedo. Oh, it didn't even slow me down. I, I'm so, I'm swimming yeah, like a human missile. Yeah, so, like, so he's Superman. Like, there's, there's no variation on this. It's not like it's electric Superman or some kind of new <laughs> idea of, like, an ubermensch. Is just fucking Superman with a kind of different origin. He's from another planet. And he has blonde hair. And he's blonde hair. Like, what's the fuck? That's the point of this change. Like, but they also say, that, like, he has telescopic vision because the atmosphere is so thin. I, I, 
<laughs> That's not a thing. Oh, yeah. I guess you could argue that it's trying to go back. This is like a kind of going back to the original Superman. The original Superman wasn't like fly. He didn't have the ability to fly. He just had to jump the ability to jump. Yeah, he fly. jumps here. Yeah, yeah, he didn't get the powers from the Yellow Sun. What it was was Krypton had such a strong gravity pull. So that's why he could like jump far. So it's kind of so it's like all these weird ideas, like just like the weird pointless changes with the characters. Like one character is blonde, one character the same name, one character doesn't have the same name. Like now all of a sudden something this is some things are accurate to the Golden Age comics, some things are accurate to the Silver Age, some things are new, and there's no mm-hmm. point to any of it. Oh, oh, I want to bring up that the, the third time he almost gets killed is he swims to the beach and then he passes out, and some guys find him. They're like, "Hey, we found ourselves a turkey," <laughs> and they just try and like rob him on the beach. Okay, I want to just talk briefly about my very favorite moment in this whole fucking book. Is now he's on Earth, and he's walking around Earth, and it's supposed to be regular Earth. As he's walking through, like, the city right after this, there's these two, like, punk teens, and this is supposed to be Earth, and their dialogue is so fucking weird. One of the- the guy goes, hey, glop onto the far-out hunk, and then the girl says, wow, he can frazzle my fantasies anytime. And I was like, is this, like, the future? Well, keep in mind, keep in mind, Stanley wrote, like, this back when he was writing 60s comics. Like, he wrote, like, Mary Jane, like, really fucking weird dialogue, too. But, like, glop onto this far-out hunk? Yeah, I feel like this is what Sly was bringing up before where it's just like there's so many like anachronistic things about this where it's like it wants to be golden age it wants to be silver age to like both these time periods and then there's like these cyberpunk talk of like new lingo for teenagers it's 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 just so so strange also can we can we appreciate the fact that he says by looking at a random newspaper amazing only 26 (laughs) letters in their language and then one panel later he says, listen to them. I'm marooned on a planet of clowns. Their language is so simple, I've fathomed it already. I find it funny, by the way, I, he has a very big contempt for humanity, by the way. He's just like, these monkeys walking around, like, what the fuck? But how, you can't just, you, you, that's not how language No, he happens. read like, it, and he, he assigned each of the sounds to each of the letter combinations. Because he says, back on our home planet, we have more than a thousand. Which I was sitting there thinking, it's like, you guys are so, you guys are so advanced, but you can definitely streamline your language. Yeah. There, also, also. Also, guess what? Someone who's Chinese has a thousand plus characters, like three thousand characters, and they don't just look at English and say, "So simple, yeah. I've learned it." <laughs> like that's not how it works. Anyway, Gorok lands in a tribe and subjugates them by being like, "I'm so strong," because he also is from this other planet. And when we say tribe, we mean like fucking stereotypical African tribe, by the way. Yeah, it's indigenous tropical island people. Yeah, yeah. and he's the only minority yeah. character in the story, I think. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, like, "I'm I going to in- literally enslave you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, and basically, he's like, ah, this tribe's boring. I'm going to go take over the world. And then, so we go cut back to Saladin, and he goes to a circus, and he's like, this is how I'm going to make my money. Because if I'm so strong, what I should do is circus acts. And after the show, <laughs> he does all these circus acts, and then they're like, wow, you must have some cool gadgets or something to do that. And he thinks to himself, yeah, gadgets. These fucking assholes would never accept a superhero. <laughs> and and uh, I imagine this is another reference to, like, uh, Superman's Origins, because... The reason why Superman has his costume is it's reference to um, Circus Strongman. That's why he has the underwear outside his costume because that's what Circus Strongman had back in the day. But oh, that's but like it doesn't really like it doesn't really make that clear or anything. Like this is, it doesn't really feel like he had the costume beforehand. Yeah, yeah, like, we, yeah, we didn't draw the comparison. Like me and Phil having yeah. not known yeah. that. I didn't either. His current costume doesn't look like a, he doesn't have the underwear on side of his clothes in this, in this costume either. So it's not even making that illusion. It's just bringing up the fact that he's in the circus for no reason. 
So also funny or interesting is his main goal becomes um, going back oh to his home planet God. for some reason to memorialize his wife who's already dead. But oh, yeah. and even this, he's like, I'll just have to wait for them to discover space travel. And then there's like some like event where there's like a war, and he's like, if humanity goes to war, it'll push back their space program fifty years. I have to stop this war. And I'm like, what? He like his whole thing is like, I want them to discover warp drive, but. He says, wow, this stupid planet spends all their money on terrorism and war. It's like, your planet, you showed the same exact thing. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, but I just find it funny because he, he really hates humanity. Like, you can tell, like, his open contempt. And that's where, like, I messaged Ryan about this where I'm like, I can't believe that he has convinced me of the merits of Superman to the point where I am, like, <laughs> appalled when an imitator doesn't show the same yes. love and respect for truth, justice, and the American way. Because this guy is an asshole this whole time. He, he shows nothing but contempt for humankind it's like, it's like yeah. you want me to identify with this man you want me to be like this guy's cool it's like he's always grimacing he's always mad he's always and it's not like a, a cool like dark like oh man i relate to this edgy it's just like he's a pompous dick because that's yeah. the thing superman's yeah. powers are not what make him interesting at all it's his morality and personality yeah. without that he's just an asshole and speaking of assholes, he's even less of an asshole than Lois Lane, yeah. who shows up and <laughs> wants to be his agent. And for the entirety of this comic, every time he's like, I got to find a way to stop the bad guy. She's just like, I got a way to make, I have to find a way to make 20% of his profits. <laughs> yeah, I got I to like, hook him into a contract and shit like that. Like, like yeah. that's all she ever says or thinks. Like, her, her thought bubble. No, one time she thinks, I also have to keep other women away from him, and I'm pretty good at that. And this is the only, this is the second woman in this comic, and that's all she thinks about. Other woman was just like, I love, love, loving, love you, love, love. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I, I do want to mention, especially with Superman, like, with Batman and Wonder Woman, they've been remixed so few t- times, like, in a drastic way that uh, you can make a case that remixing them could be interesting in and in of itself. Superman, every Superman is a shorthand for a superhero. Almost everyone has like their version of Superman when they're making a shorthand yeah. for mm-hmm. a superhero. If you're not doing something interesting with it, there really is no point for this comic because there's so many Superman pe- wannabes in the world. There's no point to make another one just for a second. But of do it. they call themselves Clark Kent? Does he say I'm flying just like a Superman? <laughs> okay, does, even that, say that at one point he says, "Wow, I'm some kind of Superman," and then later on Lois Lane's like, "I'll call him Superman." Like, no, yeah. you don't get to do this twice. Pick one. Uh, there it is actually pretty different. Like his government agents come in for some reason in this story. <laughs> then he hands them his cape. They try and fly with it and crash into the ground. And then a lawyer comes in is like, "You can't. I have all kinds of writs. You can't legally take his harness." And they're like, "We'll be back." And they leave. And that's the government subplot. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what were you going with? It? Why? What? They so this ends uh, the the main conflict at the end is um, Gorok goes to some church which I think is going to be like in all this all these comics they show up yeah it's kind of, it's kind of like the Thanos of this uh, co- co- crossover <laughs> thing where he's the, the big bad it's kind of, I think is I would say it's more like the corporation from the 2099 episodes we did where that's it's what just I was like thinking. the yeah. mastermind in the background but I do think I do, there's a GLA Stanley Madison GLA so I think they're building up to that with these uh, as, okay. as the bad guys amazing so and then um, <laughs> uh, some fucking so he, on TV, they're like, oh my uh, the, the Chinese president is captured by terrorists. China thinks it's the United States. And if he's not safely returned within 12 hours, it's going to be war. And that's what Ryan said. He's like, oh no. And, and Sumerich comes in. He's like, I'll save him. And remember, he's as far as I know, he's the guy from the circus with annoying politics. <laughs> yeah. He flies into the Pentagon. and They they're say, like, okay. I know you from the circus. You must have magic powers. <laughs> yeah. You'll help us. 
That's what I love is this guy just comes in. They're like, well, I know you from online, so we trust you. <laughs> like, YouTube, YouTube celebrity comes in and says, hey, yeah, that's Logan Paul. We'll have him rescue the Chinese president. <laughs> yeah. And so th- this whole plot is now him with U.S. Rangers uh, trying to rescue the Chinese president oh who was kidnapped by Gorok, of course. They're asking for a ransom. So he's like, Superman's like hiding in the box that's supposed to be delivered the ransom. Saying, you don't suspect I'm in the box. I'm going to beat them all up. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's it's just it's so crazy because the helicopter comes down. And you're like, oh, the helicopter's gonna pick up the ransom thing. Instead, it shoots a laser that opens up the ground, then closes it. And then the helicopter lands, but there's no one inside because it was a drone. So then people start digging underground. They find a railway system, but then yeah. it sonically collapses in preparation. It's just like, <laughs> oh what are you God. doing? It's it's so dumb. You, it's just so yeah. Dumb. You could have just used like a portal because it's established that the the main guy of the big church can make portals. It's like just do that. Also, Lois Lane is down there as the hostage, not the Chinese yeah, president. Out of nowhere. Uh, what's his face? The bad guy. He's like, I, I was all set up to trap you, Superman. Now I have your yep. girlfriend. Yeah. And so it's just a stupid fight scene. And Gorok, like, caves in something on himself by shooting an RPG at the ceiling above him yeah. for some reason. Oh, yeah. He doesn't even have a reason. He just takes his gun and says, I got a gun. He shoots in the sky and blows himself up. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really bad. <laughs> It's true. It's one shot. He kills himself. And then one minute away from the 12 hours, he sees the Chinese president strapped yeah. to a clock. Yeah, Superman uses his top vision to see the Chinese president I want to bring to this clock. up that Gorok gave him a hint that he's like, he's almost out of time to rescue the Chinese president. And Superman has to think about this. And I was like, how dumb is this? That there's like a man that's going to like, a man comes with a gun, shoots you. And then you're like, you'll never find my treasure. Even if a dog <laughs> searched through my house. <laughs> <laughs> why would you why would you tell him where he is and then so he's strapped to the 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 like big hand on the clock he jumps up and saves the chinese president great and then lois lane's just like i want to give his rights over to disney remember the, the chinese president says i realized your government was blameless and i'm grateful for the courageous rescue which is like i don't think that's how that'd work if a president was kidnapped in a foreign country and they're like your government's blameless and also Superman's like, Gorok could never have devised this master plan by himself. Who who helped him? Who? And like, the master plan is he took a guy and tied him to a clock. Yeah. <laughs> and he walks by the church as he's saying, I cannot find. Who, where do I look? Yeah. Ta-da. The end? Yeah, right. Got that typical s- snarky stand in there. There was actually a lot of snarky stand stuff, yeah. which is like... The first page is like, oh, we're translating translate this from intergalactic language because we're too lazy to write it. Yuck, yuck, something like that. And then he makes yeah. that joke again. When, when the explosion happens from the bomb from the Chinese president, he's like, no lettered sound effect could do this justice, so we didn't bother. Scrupulous stand. And remember, like, people are dying in this fucking story. This is not a fucking like, hard story, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I... I'm sorry I said like this. Yeah, it's good. Good. It's, it's not good. Okay. So now we're getting to the other one. This is this is actually one I like the most out of all three of them. All right. So Batman uh, is like uh, he's a black kid before he's Batman. His dad was a cop and he's dead and they're at the gravesite and uh, mourning his loss. And it's like a really stereotypical like bad inner city neighborhood. Yeah. Where people are getting shot and there's like. You know, see, I felt like when you say about having to put interesting spins on comics and like uh, present them in a different light, it's I felt like this one was one of the closest to doing that properly where they're like, hey, instead of Batman being a rich white kid that grows up in a mansion, what if he's a poor black kid that eventually gets arrested? Here's why it doesn't work for me. 
because uh, it feels exactly like a regular... Like, this feels... This is Luke Cage's origin, pretty much. I was gonna say, okay, so Uh. the premise is Batman is this kid who gets falsely framed for a crime, so he goes to jail, then he gets out of jail, shaves his head, and grows a beard, and becomes a vigilante. That's Luke Cage to a T. He looks actually a lot like Luke Cage now that I think about it. That's not original character, Daryl, I'm sorry. Okay. No, I agree with you. But wait, does Luke Cage ever put on a bat costume and wrestle as under the name Batman? Oh, you you got me. He's (laughs) Original character. I did like this one the most. I I, I like the most, and I'll just say it up front. Uh, Stanley is the best at writing street level characters. Oh, so, I agree. I agree. So, like that, that's like that's the only reason why this is the best one out of all, all three. Yeah, characters. Hans is so realistic. <laughs> this is the best villain too, Hans. Is, oh is, is fucking God. memorable. Gorok is fucking boring as fucking dishwasher. He's the boring. villain I want to yeah. say about about Hans is he is a big. <laughs> he's this big thug guy with two. He's a, he's a big white like gangster. He yeah. wears like a fedora, which is so weird because everyone else is like your typical like inner street ghetto. Yeah. And Gangsters. he has these big, like, orange gloves, and his name is Hands, and he crushes people with his hands, and he has a big, <laughs> stupid jacket that on the back says hands and feet. And... No, it says hands, no feet. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <That's even better. laughs> and it's hands, it's hands with a Z, by the way. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, hands with a Z. So it's a, it's a very gritty neighborhood, and after the funeral, they see Hands mobbing somebody, and the mom's like, you should stop beating up that poor man. And Bam, the future Batman's like, no, mom, let him do it. Like, this is this is the way it is on the streets. Dad didn't mm-hmm. learn how it was, but I do. I'm I'm jaded already. So he goes to the mm-hmm. job. He's like, this job fucking sucks. He works at a shitty convenience store. And as they're walking by, conveniently, uh, Hands walks by, <laughs> and conveniently, uh, the, he gets uh, drive by. And before the drive yeah, by happens, people are driving by trying to shoot Hands, which is yeah. one of like the weirdest things. Because you're like, good, <laughs> I guess. Well, what happens? You get your rifle. Yeah, it's like it's like gang rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so one thing I find funny is. Like, you can tell Stanley's stretching for fucking dialogue because uh, Hans and his girlfriend are walking by and his girlfriend's like, listen, do you hear a car gunning its engine? And Hans is like, yeah, so what? Some dude's jumping a light is all. Like, like I'm not even going to justify looking over and see what's going on. I mean, that's such a stupid statement, girlfriend. And, and then finally, he turns around saying, oh yeah, a car is coming for us. We're going to get shot. And then fucking uh, Batman's in the, the future Batman's in the store. Oh, don't you mean William Wayne or whatever? Yeah, William Wayne. <laughs> and William Wayne's like, I gotta... Or Wayne Wayne Williams, sorry. Wayne, yes. Yeah, completely different. Wayne Williams is like, I gotta go save the girl because Hans go see him, make sure to see himself instead of her. Which so he, he... was, I, I feel like this is, I mean, these stories themselves have a lot of problems. But it's like, you have one scene where he's walking with his mom and he's like, we can't step in and do anything about this. And then there's someone driving by shooting at Hans and his girlfriend. And then that's when Batman decides to intervene? Yeah, when Hans is in danger. <laughs> <You're> like, what? <laughs> so after uh, Wayne saves the girl uh, from the from the gunfire, Hans is like, "How dare you fucking save my girlfriend? You fucking piece of shit!" And he just starts back sm- yep. smacking his face, and then uh, Wayne starts trying to fight, trying to fight back, and he just starts breaking his hands with his. Uh, and uh, yeah, they, they, they like he's like, you know why they call me Hands? And he crushes his hands with Hans's hands. And- What's funny is he he doesn't actually suffer any long-lasting damage from this, but there is one full page of Hans talking to him as he's breaking his hands. So I was like, wow, th- this must be building to something, and it didn't. <laughs> and so, so Hans is like, that fucking piece of shit tried to see my girlfriend. I can't fucking get over it. I gotta fucking frame him for a robbery. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna be some beta <laughs> cuck. <laughs> can't, can't even kill him. Frames him for robbery. 
You have people show up at the convenience store and say, Hey, Wayne, thanks for talking about the spot. Thanks for setting it up. Now we're robbing this guy for you. And uh, they knock him out after they shoot the, the clerk. And, and put a gun in his hand. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're like, and this way, uh, Wayne gets sent to jail. Okay. Uh, the whole fucking jail stuff I love so much. First, we see them. I don't know if this is first, but in one, in one scene, they're in like the yard. And there's this like old scientist guy. And somebody, a big, like a big, a big tough guy comes over and he's like, listen, this is the weightlifting yard. You're either a lifter or a liftee. And the guy's like, well, I'm too old and feeble to lift. And he's like, then you're a liftee. And he uses him as weights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just very re- regular jail dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, we should mention that another reason why this is dated is Stanley, uh, when Stanley wrote comics, uh, we mentioned how back then no one wrote superheroes like to be really like realistic. They were all like, we're heroes. We're going to save the day. Saving the day. We love saving the day. We're, we're together all the time. And Stanley game personalities. Stanley never did the same for villains. Villains were always like, I love being evil. It's so good. Yeah. I'm, I'm so evil. And Speaking in third person. And so that's how he writes every villain in the story. Every villain's like, I love being evil. You, you dare save my girlfriend? Fuck you. I'm going to frame you for... <laughs> every villain's Gorok. They just want to conquer the entire world. <laughs> yeah. What about hit the best friend that he meets in jail? Aside from that scientist, first I've mentioned that the scientist was the little of the lift. Oh yeah, so Wayne, so Wayne say he he steps in and stops him from being lifted more, and they become friends. <laughs> yeah, and just to back up, Daryl, they establish in the first scene this guy doesn't get involved, and he gets involved every single scene. After <laughs> <laughs> it's just incongruous. Uh, so then his new friend is actually a bat that flies into his window. Yeah, he's like, sitting there and he's like, how am I supposed to pass the time? I'll count all the bats. And then like there's breadcrumbs and one of them comes to hang out and he's like, you're my only friend now, bat. Yeah. Well, he feeds he feeds him part of his food every day until he's, I think it's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually like that. It's like, it's very like cliche. Like I feel like it happened in like when, I don't know if it's Shawshank, but there's one movie where they befriend the rats or something like that and mm. they have a pet rat. But like, it's very, it's, it's kind of a nice. You're thinking of Harry Potter, I think. It's nice, it's nice humanizing You think you have Green Mile. <laughs> Green Mile, that's it. That's it. That's that was one of those things where I was waiting for, like, uh, knowing Stan Lee, I was like, is this bat going to bite him? Is going to turn into a Batman? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was waiting for that the entire comic. No, it doesn't go that different, unfortunately. That would have been but, awesome, um, though. So then uh, the scientist is like, oh, you should work out. And Wayne's like, that's right, you should work out. So he starts working out. And he, they, they have this whole montage where he they're like, he worked out better than anyone's ever worked out. I swear, that's what it says. Yeah. It's like... No prisoner gained muscle mass faster or more powerfully than Wayne Williams. Like, he just, he's really good at working out. I mean, that's, like, also kind of what real Batman does, though. Like, where it's, like, he's just so good at everything right away. He trains so hard. But didn't he start doing that since, like, a teenager or something? Yeah, they justify it that way. But it is still dumb that someone's, like, just the best at whatever he wants to be the best yeah. at. I-, I will back up. Uh, I, uh, not to back up too much, because Batman is a superhumanly, uh, freakishly good character. Batman spends his whole life doing it, and he got, like, massive, like, boosts in skill by training with actual ninjas and stuff like that. He didn't just well, lift weights all the time. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like, he just... Like, uh, he, very, like, he oh. trains with, I think they're an Asian gang. Huh? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the point is, like, he's just building muscle. He's yeah. not training to fight, but he becomes an amazing fighter. I guess that's the that's what the wrestling stuff is, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, his, his mom, uh, Wayne's mom dies, and he's like, oh, uh, she's a female character in the story. Of course she dies. 
uh, in Stanley's story. So then he's like, I gotta go avenge her. And, and and like with Superman, he expresses like no grief over it. Really. Yeah, one, it's like, just it's, just, it's manly anger and rage. Yes, yes. By the way, that's the only female character story. So goodbye, female presence. No, the there's another Hans's girlfriend who keeps. Saying, <laughs> oh yeah. It cuts to, back to Hans, and she's like, I wonder what happened to that Wayne Williams. And Hans is like, If you mention him again, I'm gonna kill you, baby. She's <laughs> like, I, w- I wish you hadn't mentioned that. Guy. I wish I had framed him. He's like, You mentioned that guy, frame one more time. I'm gonna fucking kill you. And she's supposed to be marrying. The whole story, he's trying to get her to marry him, and she's yeah. like, I really don't want to marry you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be Mrs. Hands. <laughs> 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 Hands. So, um, eventually there's a blackout at the prison, and everyone's like, we gotta break out. And Not then- just a blackout, it's it's orchestrated by the, the dark cult uh, leader oh. church that... The, the Thanos guy, the evil cult uh, yeah. guy. For some reason, his part of his master plan is release the convicts. I don't know. For more followers for his cult? I don't know. So uh, they're like, we're going to break out. And Wayne's like, no, you're not. And he's just being the shit out of them. And, and <laughs> he saves the warden's life. He doesn't know yeah, whether yeah. or not to break out. But when they go to beat up the warden because they're mad at him, he's like, you can't do that. He's just doing his job. And, then and one of the prisoners the yells, you're just a warden lover. And there was something <laughs> about that term that made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you're in good with the warden. You're his butt buddy. <laughs> but, but yeah, so then uh, he gets off for good behavior. Yeah, he does. Oh yeah, he does. Uh, <laughs> and of course, who keeps up on this on knowledge of Wayne Williams? Hands. He's like, oh, that kid got out. How dare you? Shut up about him. He's nothing. You understand? We're gonna find him and finish him for good. No one saves my girlfriend's life and lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really wants this fucking kid dead. So okay, this is this is so good though. This is my favorite part of this issue. Batman decides he wants to be Spider-Man, so he becomes a professional wrestler. The thing that is so funny about this to me is he dresses in like a big stupid Batman costume because in prison he learns how to sew better than anyone. <laughs> he did everything better than everyone. Yeah. yeah. And then so he he starts this wrestling thing and it's like it's the scene from Spider-Man 1. Like everybody's seen this before. But he I wish I mentioned we should mention quickly his costume doesn't look exactly like our Batman. He looks like fucking like has an actual bat mask on, like a yeah. horror yeah. movie Batman. It's it's like a bat's face and then the big ears and a big poofy like dome. But it's like yeah. what it's like if Spider Man if Uncle Ben was never killed, so he keeps being a wrestler and all of a sudden he's on TV and yeah. it does a quick montage and now he owns a mansion at the top yeah. of a mountain. The wealthiest, most famous wrestler of all time. <laughs> like literally. And no one knows his identity either. <laughs> And he goes on TV in this bat costume, and he's like, "Ah, oh, yes, I am the Batman wrestler." And like, it really is in two pages. He goes from being literally nobody to being the richest wrestler ever. Yeah, he, so- he has fucking commercials. He makes fucking uh, serial ads and shit. And this is where I was like, okay, in the beginning, I was like, oh, this is cool. This is a complete inversion of the Batman thing. But then when you give him money, like you did with Batman, I'm like, well, then you lose me because then it's yeah, like, he- okay, he's basically Batman again, except he wrestles. If Daryl was right and he got bitten by a radioactive bat, uh, bat, that would be more of an inversion than this shit. This is, <laughs> yeah. It starts out with Cage becomes Batman, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, But then he wants, like, cool tech. He wants to be, like, that rich Batman. So he smashes through the skyline, the, like, sky window of the scientists from before. He doesn't use the door. He smashes he through. He smashes his through and glass falls on this old man. And he's just like, what are you doing? You're the world famous wrestler who's also a millionaire and he's on TV. And he's like, I'm your friend, Luke Cage, Wayne Williams, Batman. And he's like, wow, I'm the only one who has the secret. And like, why did you just knock on the fucking door if you were going to tell him right away? Well, to be fair, real Batman will probably do that too. <laughs> he also, he, he also like basically threatens him because he's like, I want you to do this for me. And he's like, it's an offer I can't refuse. Like, 
is he, does he, is he being coerced? And the tech he gives him, he's like, just like a bat, I'll put, like, sonar in your helmet so you can, like, hear everything well. I'll give you, like, night vision. And and he's like, bats are bulletproof, but you are anyway. Here you go. And here's, <laughs> here's wings line. that let you glide. Yeah. The first three are all bat things, and then he's like, and also you'll be bulletproof. <laughs> and so, long story short, because our final fight isn't much anyway, like, he just shows up, uh, hands his place, and beats the shit out of him, and throws him off he the window. He doesn't even beat him, he just pushes him. Yeah, he just pushes him out the window. <laughs> And then almost immediately after that, Hans' girlfriend the whole time saying, I wish I could be free of Hans, saying, you shouldn't have killed Hans. And ben She's like, like, I wanted to be free of him, but I didn't want him to be murdered. He's a fucking killer. Like, I don't... She says this. She's like, I didn't want to be free like that. I, I know, but like, I'm just saying... Like, That's true. Hans murdered so many people. And she's like, I'm not okay, okay with Okay, but you. she obviously <laughs> likes him enough to stay with him. But then, but then he's like, Nina, I'm sorry. And she's like, how do you know my name? And he's like, I can't tell you yet. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then he's like, I'm gonna take her home and have her be the old because now the old man is technically the owner of the mansion. I don't know why. Oh, because he wanted to keep a low profile as the world famous wrestler, so he sold the mansion to the old man who is now intrinsically tied with this wrestler. Guy. Also, he is so that's so much more like obvious that something fuck your like. Imagine a celebrity is like, I'm giving away all my wealth to some old man and becoming his bodyguard. Like that's way weirder than just. Being, yeah, so that he's like, uh, I'll send Nita to the to there to be a secretary. Oh, a secretary like every scientific researcher needs. And then it ends with this like really weird montage. This is such a weird montage. Yeah, this end is so strange to me. Like, I, I, it's just like so. It's it's a it's a picture of him in the newspaper saying Batman strikes, and it's his face. And then it's just like these all these pages of the newspaper flying into this person's hands, and she just litters it on the ground, and it flies into some no, cop's hands. She spooks a taxi driver at it. She goes, bah, like Batman, and then it... So this was the backup story. This is the backup story. This is like what they... They had oh. to pad the pages out. Oh, so, so they okay. had to pad the pages out, so they have this newspaper fly around the city, and then it ends up on his kids, and the kid's like, I'm Batman, using the, the, the printed uh, Batman on the newspaper. Okay. Yeah, so that was kind of like a separate story. I found it very yeah. strange, but okay, got it. Yeah, uh, got so it. the reason, so the reason why I like this one is because basically uh, Luke Cage meets Spider Man, yeah, Batman, and that's what Stanley is kind of good, best at, like those kind of heroes. And this is the kind of stuff Stanley is not good at, which is larger life heroes. So let's get into Wonder Woman. Okay. So Wonder Woman begins uh, telling about the story of Manco Kapak. He's an Incan sun god. Okay, who... I just have to say. They talk about the area of South America that they're in. Is this For a real, real area called Titicaca? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? it yeah. Yeah, it's a base like, lake in South America. Yeah. I've never heard that, and I thought that was a name that Stanley made up that sounded very <laughs> silly to me. <laughs> no, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> kids have always, or at least I, I feel like kids have always like, joked about it. Daryl has a kid always. <laughs> yeah. Titicaca. <laughs> so, okay. Looks like I'm six years old. <laughs> so, Mako Kapak, the sun god. Basically, the legend is that he walks around with like this golden staff of light because he's looking for the city of Cusco, and people start following him because he's pushing back demons. Cusco was the guy who created the staff, the created the city, uh, uh, and he's like this big golden god guy. And yeah. we and Wonder Woman herself, her design is like a golden armored goddess. She looks more Aztec than like Greek god style. Yeah. Well, yeah. I thought what was interesting about this is it's like traditional Wonder Woman's always doing this. Uh, Greek mythology thing, but we're like Westerners are a lot more familiar with that usually. Yeah. Um, so this does like Incan mythology, which That's is That's cool. why I like yeah. this a lot. And I think it also is helped by like Jim Lee 
I think has a, a real knack for redesigning costumes. Mm-hmm. A lot of t- sometimes I don't like it, but usually, like when you see like Jim Lee take over a book, he usually def- creates like a definitive costume for the character. So like I really liked his stylistic choices for this world. This Wonder Woman costume I like better than the actual costume. Her actual costume in the comics, it looks so much better than the red, white, and blue shit. I don't know if I would go that far, but I do oh, like I saw it. How can you not like this better than the fucking like the, the now you're used <laughs> to the fucking modern version compared that, to that, that's like, why I'm saying I don't know if I'm ready to go that far because I, I can't tell how just used to the original I am. The supermodel costume that she wore for, for decades, that looks no, so I like, fucking... the, I like the skirt from the golden age, but that's whatever, it's not important. <laughs> Ryan's wrong, okay, so Ryan's wrong, he's, he's just wrong. Okay. This is a better costume, Jim Lee is better than Ryan, and so let's get into it. <laughs> I didn't design the original Wonder Woman. Anyway. Anyway, the sun god finds where the city is going to be, so he puts his staff in the ground, then it constructs the city, but then time has ravaged the glory of the city, and it falls into decay, and it shows Wonder Woman, who's Maria Mendoza, and she's this very, like, beautiful, she's got a really, he draws her butt pretty nicely. I have yeah, to Jim bring Lee. Up. That's also I, Jim Lee, yeah. Yeah, I have not objectified a lot of women in this, but this was very obvious to me throughout this whole thing. You can't get Jim Lee's designs without his cheesecake butts. <laughs> to get one you have to take the so she's she's mad because there's this guy here armando gutez who um is basically he's digging for treasure and stuff and he's he's just this big asshole that's ruining the town it's basically this like stereotypical like south american uh like drug lord story yeah so he has more power than the local judge and the police and stuff so like they the police kind of do his bidding because he bribes them Mm -hmm. and she runs into an uh archaeologist Named Steve, Named Trevor. Steve Trevor. Steve yep. Trevor is her boyfriend, if you know Wonder Woman. And in the original universe, for some reason, this guy's Steve Trevor. He, he's not that important overall, but he's Steve Trevor. Yeah, and it's <laughs> funny because it's just like with Stan Lee, where some of these people see each other and then they're like, well, you're really hot, so I guess I have to like you forever now. Because he's like, man, I gotta like, I gotta stay on to her. And she says the same thing about him. She's like, I, oh no, she didn't say it's about him. Yeah. She says it about this other guy. Like this happened, I'm yeah. walking with the most attractive man I've ever met. I guess I'll be I'll work for him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he Weird. takes her home and she goes to see her father, and her father tells this really great She's like, she's like, How dare you work for this guy? And he's just like, I'll tell you now my origin story. No, he yeah, he says, Let me tell you a story about he, a man. He's a judge and he tells a story about this. <laughs> it's funny because he starts by saying like she asked what happened years ago and he's like I'll tell you the story then he begins by saying yeah there was this uh farmer and at the end of the story she's like oh, you were that farmer yeah <laughs> he was yeah. like that he, there was a farmer whose wife was killed and leaving behind just a baby and also uh-huh. it was my wife and she was like oh, it was you <laughs> yeah it was, it's like so badly executed and then the police <laughs> show up and robbed him of his car afterwards and he says now I will never be weak again I will be one power and so weird because he's been working for this guy for years and he waits until now to tell her about this like, the, like as soon, yeah. it's, like, it's not even like a b- powerful moment in this revelation she just comes to him and says why are you working for him he's like okay I'll tell you like uh, like the first time <laughs> his first appearance is explained to origin for, it's the first time she ever asked yeah <sighs> it's great too because like he ends the story with saying like never again would I be a victim and I'll protect you no matter what and he ends up getting killed later on. So he, he becomes a victim immediately. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, he goes because he's a judge. He oversees this guy complaining. It's like, hey, the police refuse to protect us against this the the guy, um, the bad guy. Gutierrez. And so Gutierrez is there, and he's like, hey. Uh, don't badmouth me, and he starts having the police beat him in front of the judge, and the judge is like, "Wow, what a shame! This is this really sucks." Another man <laughs> goes outside and shoots himself in the head, and then that's when the judge yeah. is like, "You have to do something." And then the police are like, "You 
you you said too much by saying you can't yeah. like do this. Yeah, you obviously you set the line saying murder and forcing suicide. Does not every man deserve a hearing? And then the police are like, you have to go die now. Yeah, so this, her, her judge father gets taken to prison. Yeah, so she's like, hey, Steve, you have to come bring me there. And she tries to seduce her way in, but that fails. And then Steve holds up a thing. It's like, look, I work for him. And she's like, how dare you work for him? Even though I already knew you worked for him. I don't know you worked for him that closely. I don't, I don't think she knew. She says, like, I'm part of the archaeological dig here. And she says, I just thought you were an archaeologist. I suspect you work for him. I suspect you work for him at the, at the archaeologist like he controls. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I can't believe you work for him. Well, because oh, at the beginning, some of the, the problem was that he's digging through the ancient ruins of Cusco and he's like destroying all the culture and heritage without he's just looking for money and Steve Trevor says oh, I'm making sure that he doesn't you know any historic items that are found will go to museums and stuff like it seems like he's like from an NGO or something yeah uh, I, that's the impression I got okay I, no but he's he like I don't know he's just some pretty, pretty obvious from the start it didn't make from. it like clear enough that he's like hey yeah, I'm not yeah, involved it, with this because yeah, it doesn't matter honestly this sucks enough he <laughs> <laughs> literally says like I've been trying to stop him from doing this so he is involved but now he's like even more involved anyway she punches him in the face which is like you need this guy to get out of this building <laughs> <laughs> Or these grounds. And then she goes see... She sees her father get shot. He becomes a victim right away. Yep. And then she runs away. Well, also funny that, like, as he shoots her, the dad, now he's like, and you're my bride-to-be now. I'm married. Yeah. yeah. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, any attractive person has to always be accosted by, like, other men to be pushed into marriage and stuff especially if they're villains which is why i kind of liked him this villain here because he was such a gross and evil slime ball the whole time it's like i hope he does die i think you mean space <laughs> slime ball <laughs> uh, space scum yeah <laughs> so anyway um steve takes her to this site underground where there's all like these runes and he starts telling her that gutierrez has been trying to get all of his hands on them so that he gets a magic power and then steve gets shot yeah but that's interesting here is like it's i mean that's not that interesting but like <laughs> this is where it shifts from like he's looking for treasure to he's looking for a magic item that will have give him absolute yeah, it's power like there's six of them and two of them have already been shipped to america and then he gets shot and then, he gets <laughs> shot, and then it on the ground it releases this big demon and then gutierrez again i like this where he's just like yo i'm so evil you're my master now demon or i'm your master no, i'm yeah. your master yeah, yeah. And, he, and he literally like looks at this giant like evil spirit that's like this like monstrous thing that's like purple and and big and ethereal yeah and he just goes seize me give me your rage grasp me in your foul embrace <laughs> yeah. and it, it does and it just gives him the power yeah and then another demon comes out and he's like and i'm absorbing you too and he yep. just does. and then another comes out he's like oh my god like i for the first time in e ages i sense an evil greater than mine because this guy's just <laughs> so evil and then they start fighting for some reason and wonder woman's like knocked out it's it's really just weird how all this is strung together and then she finds the staff eventually and so like this is these are evil runes that were contained in Cusco, i guess yeah. but the staff that she finds is like from the sun god so they're like the whispering, like, "Oh, the anointed one is here. The prophecy's fulfilled." Blah blah blah. And she like basically channels the power of the sun god. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. and while this is going on, the the big evil guy Gutierrez it starts going away. And he starts going towards his private jet, and he's like this big like Hulk looking dude with like weird bones and stuff sticking at him. He's like, "My private plane is ready as always. They may not recognize me, but no one will stop me." He's, he's expositing as a monster. Where he's like, "All I need is a pilot to fly a plane." Yeah, there's not enough fuel. To, there's a lot of fuel to reach Los Angeles. Well, I will find the other two routes. Yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up, Stan Lee. Like, yeah, yeah. He's such a bad writer. And, and, and then she de Wonder Woman's back to Maria real quick just to see Steve die. 
And he's like, you have to do stuff. Like, you have to protect the world. Yeah, it's so fucking death. You got shot like, <laughs> yeah. like finally. Yeah. And then she feels sad. She wants to give up. But then the staff comes again and is like, hey, you're the one that I chose, which is like kind of what it did before. It just goes more in depth now, which again is weird because then she accepts it. And then she's like, oh, I'm Wonder Woman once again. Yeah. But like Stanley could have. Condensed these pages a lot more. I feel more. like he doesn't work well with like 40 pages because he starts yeah. repeating himself or like you can just cut out some things like like the one whole page of hands crushing Batman's hands. It's like just get rid of that. You don't need <laughs> we it. Should, we should. We should. I should mention briefly that Stanley generally sucks in lo- really long comics. Uh, his mm. best comics are usually his really short ones because I feel like he does better with with a, with a small amount of space because he really pads it out with bullshit. I think his yeah. strength is when he does overarching narratives in. 10 to 20 page chunks where it's like here is one complete story that feeds into a character narrative but like stretching one plot to 40 50 pages he really struggles with well when we get when we get to next we were going to do a good stanley stories to try to justify why he's so revered but like stanley is never great as an individual issue there's very few individual issues you can point to saying stanley's a good writer he's better as a writing arcs as he yeah Develops a character over time because he does that better than a lot of people. More character work than plot work, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Which we should also just clarify that these are longer issues than like 50 yes. or so. And they, they feel fucking long, they too. Feel they so feel long, so yeah. long, yeah. So anyway, the staff goes into her bracelet on her arm. So it's like, okay, that's a, a cute connection. Yeah, so she can always activate yeah. it. And then, then, I love this part because it's the private jet that Gutierrez is on, Monster Gutierrez, and the pilot says, sir, is everything alright back there? And Gutierrez says to him, don't open that door, don't turn around. And he does, and then Gutierrez is like, oh well, and then kills him? Like, yeah. he's like, don't look at me! And then he looks at him, he's like, oh, I'll just kill you anyway, whatever. <laughs> and then I'll just crash the plane yeah. because I don't care. <laughs> While this is happening, uh, a reporter is, like, watching this thing. Wow, look at this fucking crazy shit. And there's a Wonder Woman flying past, too. This is crazy. And this guy, he's not Steve Trevor, but he looks exactly like Steve Trevor. <laughs> and he's a comic relief for the comic Steve Trevor was back in the Golden Age. Why is he not Steve Trevor? Why is the other guy Steve Trevor? Why? 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 <laughs> I, I was I was wondering if he was like a second love option later on that Wonder Woman had Mike Willard. No, I don't think so. I, I didn't recognize it. Which was the problem with a lot of this with like the villains and stuff. It's like, are these Wonder Woman villains or not? He just they arbitrarily picks different names and different. Yeah, it's like why why include like Lois Lane when like it's like Batman Nita is no one. She's not even like a Catwoman analog or anything. She's just like this woman. Yeah. It's just it's weird what he decides to keep and what he decides to toss. It's all arbitrary. It's like there's no vision behind it. It's all arbitrary changes mm. just for the sake of changes. Mm. The villain has turned from like Hulk looking man into like more demon now. Yeah. yeah, and there's like there's faces in his body and they pass bones. by the Church of Internal Empowerment, which is the cult from the other two books. So Yep. Ooh. And they fight you know. and she uses her shield to dot to protect against like his rocks that he's throwing and it like creates these threads that spin around real fast and destroy rubble and then it forms into a lasso which he grabs onto him he doesn't tell the truth though i mean he does he says female fool a cable has two ends by that grabbing mine i can hurl you away like a doll he does it twice like oh keep us two ends he was the ends. he grabs mm-hmm. it by the end twice but she expects it the second time because as he's climbing up to get at her in the air she kicks him in the face and he falls onto a the spike steeple and dies yeah and then she collapses and when she comes to, she's like, I'm in a weird foreign land. Kind of like Superman. Yeah. Her first thought is, let me go work for the National Exposer. <laughs> yeah. And then as she walks in, the guy is like, 
wow, this she's so. This is hot. one of the, my <laughs> least favorite scenes I've ever read in a comic book, ever. The writing is so bad. Yeah, and he's just he's like, she's so hot, and then he, she's like, he's so hot, and then he says were, you know, like, you have to work for me to get to get Wonder Woman, and she's like, okay, and he's like, you're hired. It's it's weird. It's weird because because he like he, he says you have to help me find Wonder Woman. And she's like, that shouldn't be hard. If you get a Pulitzer, what will Wonder Woman get? And he's like, she'll be hounded for the rest of her life. And then she's like, I guess it won't be that easy then. <laughs> it, she basically is going to Peter Parker. So. Yeah, well, what happens is first, he's like, do we have any more yeah. people to interview? No one's qualified. And then she walks in, he's like, she's so hot. You're hired right away. Yeah, yeah. he literally says, can you read and write? And she says, yes. And he's like, you're hired. Yeah. And then and then when she's like, it, I guess it'll take a long time to find Wonder Woman. She's like, don't worry. That's more time for me to ogle you. And then it ends. <laughs> Yeah. That's why this is the, oh, in a way, this is the worst out of three, like uh, writing wise, because the premise is different. It's actually different. It's taking a different mm. direction. It's uh, different mythology. It's a cool new look, completely new characters, a decent a villain setup. It's a very dark story, too. It's very mm. uh, about, about this culture yeah. uh, being subjugated. And finally, the person uh, kills all these people to get power. And it really, really brings into contrast Stanley's shit writing. More so the other ones. <laughs> the other ones feel more 60s and 70s in style than this one. This feels more modern. This feels like it should be better than, than it is writing-wise. Are, are you... When you're talking about writing, are you bringing up, like, what the dialogue is or the plot points that Stanley Dialogue. Uses? Like, the dialogue is so terrible. Like, mm, it feels yeah. like a 60s comic, but it looks so modern. The art... Jim Lee's art style I is I think so- having Jim Lee does push it that way, too, because Joe Kubert and... Uh, John Buscema are c- classic older artists. Yes. Where Jim Lee is very much a modern. Yeah, th- artist. this this definitely is more of a modern one. For me, I feel like having come off of Superman, I was like, this is a very clear step up for me. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. So I, I enjoyed it all. I, I still like the Batman one more, but I did like this one way more than Superman. Superman is just. Shit. I like this one on the premise the most yeah. I think. For, for me this that... is the most worthy of existing this one justifies existence but i think it, bring, <laughs> it brings the all the talent put into it that's not ta- stan lee's makes stan lee's contribution stand out mm. in the worst I, I now know if sly was a super villain that'd be his thing can you justify your existence to me <laughs> <laughs> i think the batman one gets my vote for the best written but it's still like because it's luke cage and spider-man it still feels more samey to me it like is, i've yeah. seen this before where the wonder woman one having like an Incan mytho- mythological character like fighting demons and stuff is really yeah, with cool. A, with a Peruvian main yeah. character, a, a South American. Yeah, but honestly, they don't do much with the mythology. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. it's just like... But Indian. it's still more unique than yeah. the other two. Yeah, but the problem is all this potential. All, like, if I saw this comic on the... I, I would have bought this comic if it was on the Reich. All this mm. potential would have made me think... God, I wish it was what I read. Like this could be its own mm-hmm. hero. This could be a new cool hero. Like, this doesn't have to be Wonder Woman. This could be just a different, even like an alternate take on Wonder Woman. Yeah, could be a, a, its own series. But yeah. no, the writing, which is almost like one of the weird things about it, when it's like Stanley imagines, and like, is that a success if you're taking this character and they're kind of so different that it's like, because I got no Wonder Woman vibes from her. Outside of like uh, bracelet, she's and a lasso woman and woman. <laughs> she's, there's gold involved in, for costume, I guess. That's it. Yeah, but that's not enough of a comparison. Yeah, yeah. And she's like goddess themed. Yeah, that's of kind like, of it. Yeah. yeah, whatever. It's it's very stupid. There are a lot of these just imagined. There books. were. Uh, but there's oh. too many to, to do. For I also think that the fact that he does the Peter Parker thing at the end is like so cheesy. Yeah, like, yes. can't even think of new things. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. She literally is like, I'm going to go take pictures of Wonder Woman. And we should, and we should mention, uh, Join the Circus is what Hulk did in the 60s comic. All these all these comics, by the way, <laughs> illustrate how, how Stanley ran out of ideas back in 1970, basically. like one of, the, one of the things with these issues that's I feel like is, I feel like conceptually, a lot of the setups are interesting and neat. But then he like, by the end, he has to have them have like cliched status quos yeah. where it's like okay he Batman needs to have this like old person sidekick and he has to be a millionaire so how can we get to that point everyone so has to have a couple like a love interest for the future yeah. of the comics like it can't even be introduced later it's like in the origin story here's your love interest yeah and that's that's another reason why uh, old, like if you read Stanley books his origin comics are usually the worst it's always better when he grows into yeah, like Spider Man's one of the the exceptions. Spider Man's an exception because it's only it's only fifteen pages because it's really short. Yeah, but like usually like Iron Man, Daredevil, Hulk, they don't get good until like later on. And mm-hmm. so like Stanley trying to establish a status quo right away makes it worse because it just yeah. feels forced as shit. And as we learned last week, he is really mean to his artists and writers. <laughs> Yeah, that work on those stories that he establishes if they start. Well, John Buscema worked with him in the '60s and came back, so maybe John Buscema likes him. Hmm. Yeah. So okay, would uh, would any of you guys read more of these? There are more. We could do more. <laughs> I, I would read more actually because I'm interested in what they might. <laughs> yeah, do. I have like a morbid kind of curiosity to see to see what's better and what's worse. Like, is Aquaman gonna be a fish? Like, yeah. I don't know. Green Such Lantern. A rare time. I have no interest in this at all. Yeah, wow. Really? Wow. This is a complete flip of our usual Whoa. stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> so he has... Okay, so the, the other ones are Green Lantern, Flash, Robin, Shazam, Aquaman, Catwoman, Sandman, JLA, Secret Files and Origins, and A Crisis. Yeah. Wow. That's so many. Like, what is... like? I mean, I guess these aren't different enough. So, like, when I'm like, what is Sandman going to be? He's going to be the same thing. I, I actually, I, I do think, I do think a few of them are different. I know Aquaman's like a water element, though, I believe. Oh, that's actually cool. Oh. That actually sounds pretty I, cool. It actually sounds interesting, too, yeah. You've doomed a slide to read more of them. Fuck. Yeah, I guess, guess we're doing this again. Shit. Yeah. Save it for next, uh, what, June and July, or what, Stoon and Julie? <laughs> <laughs> Stoon Lee. Julie do the thing. Uh, let us know, like, make comments yeah. if you're interested in hearing us talk about more of these. Well, we have one more Stanley episode coming up, right? The good one. Did we decide what good Stanley stories we're doing? All right. So, like I said, Stanley is best when you take him over an arc. So we're going to do one of the most famous uh, Spider-Man arcs of all time that he wrote. Uh, it was referenced in Homecoming. That's how, like, uh, it's been referenced in like. A lot. Yeah, so like it's, it's always like the most common Spider-Man reference of all time. Spider-Man 33, and we're going to do... Let's see, I don't want to fucking gonna do. Oh, yeah, and an obscure comic that me and Ryan really like about uh, Silver Surfer. We, yeah, so we're definitely going to do some good stuff. We'll see if we have time for three, but we're definitely doing those two stories. Yeah. Cool. And that's all 60 Stanley stuff, so let's see if he lives up to the hype. So I want to just briefly mention the Flying Machine Network... That we are on. You, everyone should check out all the shows at FlyingMachine.network. Especially Stranger Still. Who had a new episode that I really liked about unschooling. Where, like, I know Phil and I are both teachers. And this is, the episode's a lot about home teaching. But also, do you know about unschooling, Phil? Unschooling? No. It's it's this education concept where you don't teach kids structurally. It's like any structure at all. They learn whatever they want to learn. And they do all their own research. 
It's in, it's interesting. It's like, interesting because they think yeah. like kids are naturally curious, and like most of the yeah. stuff I know, I like naturally followed my path. And they do they go into a lot of the breakdown of like how do they compare to other grade levels, and how do homeschooling kids compare to public school kids and stuff like that. And if I know that's more of an oops thing, but if you like education as much as we do, I think it's a really really good episode. So everyone should check out Stranger Still, and you should donate to our Patreon. It's a new month, so we have new episodes. Yay, Daryl, might what's be the, good. Do you want to describe the Divisive Issues Patreon this month? Isn't this the Man of Steel one? Yes, it is. Oh, man. me Ryan and I watched Man of Steel because we wanted to argue about it because I remember watching it and liking it, and Ryan watched it and hated it. And Sly was is there as a referee and said it's all three of us kind of just dumping on the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. And, yeah. So check it out and, if you have it, like, if that Yeah, so to that's at the $5 a month level. You get all our bonus episodes. And so now there's two bonus episodes for Divisive and two for Oops. And tune in to Oops on Wednesday, next Wednesday, and we'll tell you about the Oops bonus. So thank you all for listening to Divisive Issues. I have yet to justify my existence. I've been glopping on that far-out hunk. I've been hands, no feet. And I've been space scum. I mean earth scum. No, earth's in space. Space scum. Stay in continuity. I give you the incredible flying machine.